Good morning. Man, it is great to see you all today. I, I tell you what, would you just stand up and shake the hands or give a hug to somebody around you right now? Will you do that? Just loosen it up a little bit this morning. <clears throat> Get back to your seats. Let's go. You guys are more social than I thought, so we're good. <clears throat> well, if you'll pray for me this morning, I've got this sinus thing happening. I almost didn't make it through the 9 o'clock service, so hopefully my voice holds out for you all today. And I just have to say, I am so proud of all of you who helped out with our boobash. Will you give yourselves a round of applause for that? It was absolutely incredible. There were hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of kids that came through the doors of that comm building and families that came through the doors of our comm building and the, 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 creative, the creativeness that you all showed to put on everything in that building was absolutely unbelievable Way to love our community, way to love where we live, way to do that, church. Great job. I'm so incredibly proud of you all. Now, maybe seeing all those kids kind of took me back to my childhood because where we live now, it's like on nighttime, on Halloween, it's like spooky hollow to get to our house. So no kids want to come and trick or treat at our front door. And I, I get that. But I'm watching these kids going, man, it is so cool to see all those kids uh, kind of just having fun and, and us being the church to them. And, and it took me back to my days growing up in church. Now, if you grew up in church, what do you remember about church growing up? Somebody tell me. Vacation Bible school. Someone else. Sunday school. Someone else. What is it? picnics, riding a bus. You know, when I think back to my childhood in church, it kind of comes back to like the songs that we used to sing. Jesus loves me, this I know, for tells me. Yeah, you all grew up with that song, right? Some of you did. That's, that's kind of cool. Red or yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. Do you, do you remember this one? Everybody do this with me. Take your hands, put them together like this, close them down. Here's the church, here's the steeple. Open the door and see all the people. You remember that, right? Some of you do. I know those of you that didn't, you're going, that's just weird. And it kind of is. It, it really is. Here's another thing I remember from growing up in church, at least our church. We did this five-finger exercise when it came to living our Christian lives. And and that was faith, repentance, confession, baptism, and living the Christian life. All right, those were the five-finger exercise that we did. Now, the most important thing about following Jesus doesn't have anything to do with just attending church. Although church is an important part of your faith. It keeps you sharp. It keeps you connected. It keeps you moving forward in your faith. Really, really important. But it doesn't have anything to do with just being born that way. 
your connection to Jesus. And it certainly doesn't have anything to do with whichever political party that you choose or don't choose to be part of. Your faith, becoming a Christ follower, is a decision that no one else can make for you. It's your decision, and it begins when you get real honest with God deep down in your soul, and you begin to make these small steps of the thing called faith, your first finger, faith. I, I, I know some people are going, I, I don't know about this faith thing. I'm just kind of checking things out right now. I mean, I'm not sure I can trust God. I mean, I keep making really, really kind of bad decisions. I'm not sure this is where I need to be. And even if it were, I've just gone way too far. Well, let me say this to you. The answer to all those things is not what you think it is. Number one, can you trust him? You can always trust him. That's his promise for us. He will always be there for us no matter what. Do you keep making bad decisions? We'll come back to that one. But I've gone too far. God says, you've never gone too far from me. You can't run too far. You can't hide from me. You can't do anything that I don't know about, and I still love you. And why do you keep making bad decisions? That's why the church is here, to help keep us moving forward, to help keep us resettling ourselves back into the fundamentals. Now, all of those things have just a little bit to do with faith, right? I mean, they just do. Maybe for you, you've got that faith thing started. I mean, that's where you are. You believe Jesus died for you. You believe Jesus loves you. You believe that he really wants to spend eternity with you. And you started that thing called repentance, which is next. You know what repentance is? Repentance is this. It's an about face. It's a change of direction. It's a spiritual 180. 2 Chronicles says this in chapter 7. Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, that's repentance, by the way, right there, that's a definition. I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. So you have faith, you have repentance. The third one is confession, and that's just simply saying, Jesus, I love you. You know what? There are no other gods above you. I love you. I believe in you. I believe what you've done for me, and I can never repay that, but I love you, and I want you to be part of my life. The fourth thing is baptism, and this is where we're going to camp out today because this is Baptism Sunday, so we're going to talk about this today, and I really want to answer some of the questions that come up all the time whenever you talk about baptism. There are so many views on baptism, and some of them get pretty heated. I've had people walk in here and say, hey, can I talk with you? Absolutely. What do you believe about baptism? Well, I don't believe that, so we're out of here. It's like baptism is not meant to be a division point. It's meant to be a unifying point. It's meant to bring you together. It's meant to to express your love for Jesus. It's not supposed to isolate people. Now, I don't know why we get angry about this, but we just do. Maybe for you, you were sprinkled as a kid or as an adult, or, or, or maybe for you, you were baptized as an infant, and maybe you weren't. Maybe this whole thing is brand new to you. Whatever you feel about baptism, will you do this for me? Will you leave all of your viewpoints, all of your background, all of your whatever it is that might be angst about it, will you leave that out in the lobby? You can pick it up on your way out if you choose to. But let's just kind of walk through what the Bible says about it because I think it's more important 
than we realize. When you read through the book of Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, the fifth book in the New Testament, when you read through the book of Acts, which is the history of the church, you get a real good understanding of what baptism is about. There are 10 references to baptism in the book of Acts, and that include nine different conversion stories, and they all end in baptism. Now, it's not irrelevant. It's not optional. Let me just put that right out front. It's not a take it or leave it kind of deal. It's meant to be a meaningful connection point for all of us. So what does baptism mean? It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. First of all, baptism is an inner cleansing. There's this sense that you are turning your past over to Jesus and you're inviting him to come into your life and make a fresh start. That's important here. 1 Peter 3.21, that water is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not by removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now, don't miss this, all right? There is absolutely nothing holy about this water. This is our baptistry over here. Nice and warm, by the way. Nothing holy about this water. It's, we, we didn't get it from the Vatican in Rome after it had been blessed, all right? No, nobody sprinkled our water with other holy water to make it more sanctified than any other water. It's just Hamilton water, which, by the way, is the best drinking water in the world, I understand. So not only do you get to drink the best water, you get to be baptized in the best water, so I guess that is kind of blessed in a, in a certain weird kind of way. Anyway, it's not about cleaning up your life on the outside. It's about cleaning up your life on the inside. All right? It's an inner cleansing. Now, uh, Ananias, who was the high priest, said to Saul, who was getting ready to change his name to Paul, become the apostle Paul, he said this to him in Acts 22. Now, what are you waiting for? Get up, be baptized, and wash your sins away, calling on his name. That's a big scripture, guys. That's an important scripture. Now, it's that inner cleansing, but baptism is also, it's a meaningful symbol. Symbols have always been important to God. Now, in the Old Testament, he gave, what did he give people after the flood? A rainbow, symbolizing that he was never going to destroy the world, this earth again, and another flood. Um, he put communion in place as a weekly reminder of his death, burial, and resurrection. And baptism symbolizes the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's what it is. You're taking part in that with him. Romans 6 says this, Or have you forgotten that when we were joined with Christ Jesus in baptism, we joined him in his death? For we died, were buried with Christ by baptism. You're dying to yourself. You're going under the water, being buried. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Every time you see a baptism, it's a reminder of what separates faith in Jesus from every other religion in the world. From the Muslims, from the Buddhists, from Confucianism, from whatever other religion that you want to look at, this is what separates it from every other religion in the world. Why? 
because Jesus didn't stay dead. Jesus died, he was buried, and he rose again. And that's what baptism symbolizes. It's a statement that you're on Jesus' team. I love the way that Paul describes it in Galatians 3.26. For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ like putting on new clothes. All right? Pretty important statement. Baptism is also a visible expression of your faith. Whenever a person was baptized in the Bible, it was because they were accepting Jesus as the one who forgives their sins. It was a commitment that you're going to be following him from that point on. Now, people always need a way to express what's most important to them. I'm just saying we're ahead of you in the current division race. That's all I'm saying. All right, it may not last. Okay, it's not going to last, but at least we're there for now. All right, I'll take what I can get, all right? But we always need a way to express what's important to us. When Jesus healed someone, He would always give them something to do in response to their faith. He said, go and wash in the pool of of Siloam. Stretch out the withered hand. Go show yourself to the priest and you'll be cleansed. Now, Jesus could have just healed him right there. That that was pretty, pretty possible. But he asked for a response to their faith to benefit them. He gave them an opportunity to do something to show that they believed. Now, when you hear uh, things happening in the Bible like that, when you see a heart that's changed, maybe it's around you today. It's just an expression of your faith to say, I want to follow through with that that healing that I've experienced. I want to express my faith by by doing this. That's what baptism is. So why should I be baptized? Here's the biggest reason. Are you ready? Jesus commands it. He commands it. There are a lot of reasons I could give you, but the bottom line is that Jesus commanded it. Not only did he command it, but he took part in it. I mean, he did the baptism himself, right? He didn't have any sin that needed to be forgiven, but he did the baptism himself. He did it as an act of obedience. And the skies opened up, and the bird comes down, and God says, this is my son whom I'm well pleased with. Now, at the end of his time here on earth, After his death, burial, and resurrection, he gave his followers this command in Matthew 28. It's called the Great Commission. Are you ready? Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you, and be sure of this. I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. Now, if you've made a decision to follow Jesus and you say, I don't see why I have to be baptized, I believe in Jesus, I've repented, I've done a 180 with with my life, I've surrendered my life, I've confessed, why do I have to be dunked in water? Well, if you truly surrendered your life to Jesus, then you've signed up to obey whatever he tells you to do. And he definitely tells us to be baptized. It's a priority commandment that he gives Now, 
I don't understand it. I don't get why necessarily. I, I feel it. I see it. I, I have some of those things. But that's just the way God set it up. Now, if you read through the book of Acts, the history of the church, you see several times where, where people respond, they're responding to Jesus. And here's just a quick survey of what's going on. Acts chapter 2, verse 36. So let everyone in Israel know for certain that God has made this Jesus whom you crucified to be both Lord and Messiah. Peter's words pierced their hearts. They said to him and to the other apostles, Brothers, what should we do? And Peter replied, Each of you must repent of your sins, turn to God, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins, and then you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Look at the response to this in verse 41. Those who believed what Peter said were baptized and added to the church that day, about 3,000 in all. Now, in the history of this church, I've been here 30 years, we've done probably close to that many baptisms. Not all at once, thankfully. Can you imagine 3,000 baptisms at one time? Can you imagine, here's another one, my hands are, are, are prunish, you know, you've been in the water too long, you're cold, whatever, and another baptism. That would be an incredible experience, but it's, it's powerful to see how many baptisms were happening all at once when, when, when the scripture was written. Um, Acts chapter 8, but now the people believe Philip's message of the good news concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ. And as a result, many men and women were baptized. Same chapter, different scene. Now, Philip has gone to this desert road, and he's following where the Holy Spirit is leading him. And this chariot's coming down the road, and the chariot has an Ethiopian eunuch in it. Okay, that's the treasure of the entire nation uh, of Ethiopia. And he's reading Isaiah chapter 53, which is about the suffering of Jesus Christ. And we pick this up in Acts 8.34. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, was the prophet talking about himself or someone else? So beginning with the same scripture, Philip told him the good news about Jesus. And as they rode along, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, look, there's some water. Why can't I be baptized? Important statement. Important moment in his life. So the next scripture goes on. He ordered the carriage to stop, and they went down into the water. Philip baptized him, and when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord snatched Philip away. The eunuch never saw him again, but went on his way rejoicing. You talk about an epic moment. Philip baptizes somebody, and then God takes him? Joel's doing our baptisms today, all right? <laughs> if God's taking anyone, take him, all right? Go, Joe, go, buddy. We, we love you. We'll see you in the next life. No, that's, I, I mean, we, we did several baptisms this morning, and Joel did such an amazing job. But you talk about an amazing event. You know, he baptizes this guy, and then God takes him. Uh, if, if you want, you can go even a little bit deeper. Uh, Acts chapter 16, the conversion of a woman named Lydia, uh, the conversion of the Philippian jailer. There are nine conversions reported in the book of Acts, all start with faith in Jesus, and every single one of them end with a baptism into Jesus. Every single one. Every single one. 
You're going, okay, do I really have to be baptized? Friends, we don't have to be baptized. We get to be baptized. And there's a major difference between those two statements. Something that you have to do can sometimes be against your will. It's something you don't really want to do. You're just doing it to check the box, to do it because somebody told you to do it. But to get to do something is a whole different opportunity for you. Those are actions that you choose to do because you want to do them. The eunuch didn't say, here's a stream, do I have to be baptized? He said, here's some water. What's stopping me from doing this? Okay, but is it really part of this whole salvation thing? I, I mean, really? I think the Bible teaches that baptism is an important step in your process of faith. No, no question about it. Now, if God chooses to save people that haven't been baptized, that's God's prerogative, right? God is God. He can do whatever he chooses to do. He, he doesn't have to do anything. It's, he's in control. He's in charge. But here's the promise in Mark 16. Anyone who believes and is baptized will be saved, but anyone who refuses to believe will be condemned. I've had people, again, doing this a long time, that have had serious, serious health issues. They put their faith in Jesus. They repented of their sins. They've confessed their faith in Jesus, but they died before they could be baptized. What happened to that person? I, I got no question that God took them to heaven. I got no question that their salvation was great. It was good. It was solid. No question about that. God knows their heart. God knows their intentions. And I trust the grace of God. But my concern is for people that know what Jesus commands, who understands what the scripture says, and they choose not to. Why do we choose not to? Pride, dignity, ego, we just don't think it's necessary. My parents didn't do it that way. Whatever. And whenever I talk to people, the only scripture that people seem to throw up when you talk about baptism and salvation is this. Well, the thief on the cross wasn't baptized, and Jesus said, today you're going to be with me in paradise. You do understand that's a really weak statement, right? Because the thief on the cross is before Jesus dies for our sins. Jesus had to forgive him or he would not go to heaven. That, that's pre-salvation stuff. And my question is, what about the other thief on the cross? Because one was personally forgiven, the other one wasn't. I don't get that, but I understand where people come from. So do I have to be dumped? Well, here's what baptism means. Let's put this up. Baptize, to dip, to plunge, to immerse. The Greeks are very specific in their wordings. As Americans, we're very loose. What do you do? You park in driveways. You know, you drive on parkways. We, we're very loose with our wordings. Most countries are very specific on their wordings. And when they say baptizo, it means to dip under, to plunge, to immerse. It'd be like this. Let's just say you had the winning lottery ticket. I know, I know, before you were a Christian, right? I got you. Let's just say it's $10 million. Not much, just $10 million, right? You had the $10 million lottery ticket, and it said on that ticket that you had to report to the lottery office within 24 hours. So are you going to go, you know what? That doesn't really mean what it says. I'm going to push it. I'm going to go like 
10 minutes after the 24 hours and see if they still give me the money. That's not what you're going to do. You're going to call all the biggest buddies that you have, the biggest, largest, strongest, the policemen that you know, escort me down there because I'm going to be there now. I'm going to wait all night outside of that office because I want to collect on that. You're not going to wait. You're not going to put it off. You're not going to go, well, maybe, maybe this happens. Maybe not, but, but I, I just don't want to make that mess around kind of choice. Some of you are saying I was baptized as a baby. What about me? First of all, you need to thank your parents that they cared enough about you to do that for you. You need to thank them because their faith in Jesus was strong enough to have that as part of your life. But don't miss this. Every baptism in the New Testament was by people who understood what they were doing. They had committed to Jesus. They had made a decision to do that, to turn away from their sins and start walking toward God, confessing with their mouth that Jesus is Lord. Now, if you're a baby and you can do those things, you're way more advanced than I was as a baby. Of course, I grew up in the hills of West Virginia. Everybody was more advanced than I was as a baby. But maybe that's you. Maybe it's time for some of you today to make a decision for yourself and say, I believe that Jesus is the Son of God, and I'm going to obey him. I've decided on my own, not my parents, but me. Some of you said, you know what, when I was eight years old, it was Easter Sunday, and my dad said, come on, we're going to church today, Junior, because we're all getting baptized. Okay, you committed what God asked you to do. You followed through on the steps, but was your heart in the right place? I don't know. Maybe that's for you to decide. Maybe for you, you were young and a bunch of your buddies were getting baptized, so you jumped in with the crowd because it was the cool thing to do. Maybe you need to redo that for yourself just as your commitment step with Jesus. At 9 o'clock, we had several baptisms. We had one that was planned, which was an incredible conversion story, Steve Miller. Um, one of our musicians saw him at a bar one night and they were talking and he invited him to church and his life has been totally transformed. Totally transformed. Another woman came, we, we were all leaving, we had dismissed everybody and another woman came down front and I said, oh, wait a minute, everybody come back in and let's celebrate this together. And we had a lot of people that came back in but she said, man, I've been listening to your sermons online for so long. And it's time for me to make this step. It's time for me to commit to Jesus. And Joel baptized her. And then everybody's leaving again. And we had another girl, one of our young adults, come up. And she said, I, I, I want to be baptized. I said, when? She said, why not now? I said, why not now? So we took her back. And, and we had even fewer people stay for that one. But it was so cool. To see her committed, she said, I am over the moon about Jesus. That's it. That's it. That's the point. Jesus has done everything for you. And he says, hey, listen, show your faith in me. Commit to me. Let's do this life together. 
you know let, let's let, let's make these decisions together let's make these choices together let's go out and let's let's turn this place upside down for him because of what he's done for us so when should I do it why not now so I <laughs> I didn't bring clothes. We've got several baptisms getting ready to happen. Going, I didn't bring any clothes. Guess what? Neither did a few of the people at 9 o'clock. Take your shoes and socks off. It's nice outside. God's provided a beautiful day. Let's jump in this water together. We can do that. You know, some of you are going, well, I, I just don't know. If, if, why not now? We're, we're going we're gonna to sing through this song. We're going to do some baptisms. We're going to start with a couple baptisms, right, Joel? Okay, we're going to start with a couple baptisms, and then we're going to sing. We're going to have you stand up and sing, and we're going to have some people down front. If you need to make a decision today, we're here for you. Again, you're going, I'm not ready. Maybe today's the day you need to be ready. Don't wait. Let's watch these. All right. Uh, this is Larry Minky, and he gets to start off with the first couple baptisms. I believe. I believe. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. Son of the living God. The living God. And my Savior and Lord. My Savior and Lord. I believe. I believe. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the Christ. Son of the living God. Son of the living God. And my Lord and Savior. My Lord and Savior. Yeah. Amen. We got, we got two more here once we can uh, make some way. I tell you what, as these guys are making their way into the baptistry, some of you this morning may need to make that choice and that decision. We're going to go ahead and let's sing just one chorus of this. And if you need to talk with somebody this morning, make your way down front. Go ahead and do it during this time. Symphony to my ear 
This is Logan Haas, and Logan's been coming here for some months, and um, she says it's time. She's going she's gonna to follow Jesus, so Logan, in front of your whole church body here, I'm going to take your confession of faith. I believe, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the, Christ the, Son of the, living God, the Son of the living God, and my personal Lord and Savior. And my personal Lord and Savior. Awesome. Then we are happy to uh, watch you give your life to Jesus for the gift of eternal life and the Holy Spirit. All right, we get another family baptism here. <clears throat> These are the crewies, and I'm going to let uh, Lance introduce you. Here you go, Lance. Good morning, everybody. This is my daughter, Leanna, and I'm going to take her confession and baptize her. Leanna, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you accept him as your Lord and personal Savior? Yes. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit for forgiveness of your sins and everlasting life. I'm not putting any pressure on anyone. I know that there are a few more people that have talked to me already that are interested in doing this. Don't wait. We're going to sing another verse and chorus of this song, and then we've got another baptism back here. Um, let's sing a little bit. Let's keep going. Dead men walk enslaved to sin. I want to know about being born again. I need you. Oh, God, I need you. So take me to the riverside, take me under baptized, I need you, oh God, I need you, oh, your forgiveness is like sweet, sweet honey on my lips, like the sound of a symphony to my ears, it's like Clayton, and uh, this is Clayton's first time at Community Christian Church, right? Yeah. First, yeah, you, you can sit down on that step right there. There you go, man. All right, so um, Clayton just told me that um, he's been looking for an opportunity to be baptized, so this was his opportunity. So Clayton, if, um, if you're ready then, um, do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. All right, then I'm going to now baptize you in his name for the forgiveness of sins and the gift of the Holy Spirit and eternal life. All right. 
your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change I don't want to abuse your grace God, I need it every day It's the only thing that ever really makes me want to change three more coming right now guys let's celebrate this together this is awesome all right i'll i'll hand this over to barb because uh don't do that no i, I need to barb barb gets to do these baptisms um because these are all part of um her personal commitment to jesus um you know you get to uh, share your story with other people and then they come so jamel you ready all right come on walk on down here This is Jamel, and he's a resident at the Coach Rehabilitation Center. And I'm going to do this for you, baby. I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the Living God. And I accept him as my Lord and Savior. Rehabilitation Center. So you ready? Okay. I believe. I believe. That Jesus is the Lord. That Jesus is the Lord. The Son of the Living God. The Son of the Living God. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior.
to Coach Rehabilitation Center. Are you ready, baby? I believe. I believe. Jesus is the Lord. That Jesus is the Lord. The Son of the Living God. The Son of the Living God. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. And I accept Him as my Lord and Savior. This is Haley. Can you guys say hi to Haley? Go ahead and stay right there. And Haley, we're so glad that you're making this decision today. Um, if you want to turn around and face that way and then sit down. Do you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, and do you want to make him your personal Lord and Savior? Yeah. It is my pleasure then today to get to be able to baptize you in his name for the forgiveness of sins and for the gift of eternal life. for a couple weeks and um, she is sold out for Jesus and she wants to make that turnaround in her life right now right so this is this is that public commitment so um, D um, can you repeat after me I believe I believe that Jesus is the Christ that Jesus is the Christ the Son of the Living God the Son of the Living God and my personal Lord and Savior my personal Lord and Savior Amen all right I'm gonna now get to baptize you in the name of the Father the Son and the Holy Spirit moment for the kingdom of God. I love it. We know for now. 
You guys might know Alyssa here, and uh, Alyssa, so glad that you are here this morning, and um, today is the day, huh? Today's the day that you want to make Jesus Christ your Lord. So why don't you repeat after me? I believe, I believe that Jesus is the Christ, that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, the Son of the living God, and my personal Lord and Savior, and my personal Lord and Savior. Amen. That is a big commitment. So now we get to baptize you in front of all these people for this lifelong commitment and the promise of eternal life and God's Holy Spirit. Let me say this right now. We're going to sing through this song one more time. You all are dismissed to go home today. But if there's a need in your life, if there's any way that we can help meet that need for you, we're here for you. We love you. We care about you. And if you're going, hey, I want to do this, just not at this moment, come and see me. We'll make every opportunity at any time of the day or night to be here to make this happen for you. We love you. Let's sing.